Hey, welcome to Preacher to Preacher, a podcast for those who want to get noticeably better in their preaching and teaching ministry. I'm Rick Reed, president of Heritage College and Seminary. And on today's podcast, I want to talk to you about the benefits of the backstory. Every passage in Scripture has a story behind it. Every passage, from Genesis to Revelation. Now, we know that's the case for narrative texts. After all, narrative passages are built on historical events that come to us in the form of stories. Abraham going up the mount to offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. David hiding from Saul in the Judean wilderness. Jesus raising his friend Lazarus from the dead. Paul being shipwrecked off the coast of Malta. We know that narratives are built on stories. They are stories. But sometimes we forget that all other passages are as well. The Psalms are songs and prayers that come out of a psalmist's faith and lived experience. The prophetic pronouncements made by Jeremiah, Ezekiel, or Isaiah come out of actual historical settings and situations. The epistles of Paul and Peter are written to people living in churches and cities facing specific challenges in their Christian lives. You see, what I'm saying is that every psalm, every prophetic word, every epistle has a backstory. Now, sometimes we know a lot about the backstory. Sometimes the author makes it plain and obvious. But sometimes we can only connect the textual dots and get a glimpse of the backstory. Sometimes the text only provides clues for the backstory of a passage. Now, why is all of this important to remember? Here's why the backstory of a text can help you connect the truth of the text to the hearts of your hearers. Let me say that again. The backstory of a text can help you connect the truth of that text to the hearts of your hearers. The backstory of a passage, its historical setting and relational realities, they're a bridge between the original readers and your contemporary hearers. The concerns and challenges that influenced the writing of that passage have a direct connection to the concerns and challenges that affect your contemporary listeners. Let me give you an example. Say you're preaching through the book of 2 Peter. Now, as you do that, undoubtedly you will present some very important theological truth. Truth about salvation, calling, and election from chapter 1. Truth about false prophets and faulty living from chapter 2. Truth about the day of the Lord and the day of Jesus Christ's return, chapter 3. But you don't have to present that doctrinal truth in an abstract, conceptual way that's detached from the lives of your listeners. At least not if you remember the backstory for 2 Peter. And what's the backstory for the epistle of 2 Peter? Well, you discover it as you study through the text itself. You come to 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 13 to 15, where Peter writes these words. He writes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, 
as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. So do you see the backstory? Peter knows his time on earth is short, so he's writing this letter to give Christians that he loves some words that will outlive him, words they will be able to recall at any time. Peter writes this letter knowing that these words might be his last words to them. Now let me ask you, how does that change the feel of the book for you? Well, someone's last words are not going to be trivial words, are they? They're going to be highly important words. So as you preach through 2 Peter, you keep reminding people of the backstory. You tell them Peter is giving people that he loves some words that may be his last. Words that are charged with meaning and importance. Words that Peter wants them to know and review. Words he wants them to live by after he's gone. And as you go through the specific passages in the book, you keep highlighting this backstory to help people grasp the importance of what he's writing. And suddenly, you're not just preaching abstract theological truths, as important as they are. You are preaching truth that comes out of a relational context with emotional impact. Truth that connects with your hearers as listeners. You see, since our nature and our needs are similar to the folks Peter first addressed in his letter, we can connect with the truth contained in his letter in a personal way. The backstory of a passage often helps listeners connect with the content of the passage. It helps them receive biblical truth in a more personal way, in an interpersonal way. It helps them sense what Brian Chapel calls the fallen condition focus. Chapel defines the fallen condition focus as the mutual human condition that contemporary believers share with those to whom the text was first written. And this mutual human condition that we share with them requires the grace of God in our lives. In other words, they had a need that only grace could meet. We have a need that only God's grace can meet. Now, the backstory helps the biblical story connect to the personal stories of your hearers. So as you prepare to preach from an epistle or a psalms or a prophetic book, study your text in its context to discover the backstory for that passage. And as you do, you will gain insight on how to aim and apply the truth of that passage to the hearts of your hearers. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like information about Heritage College and Seminary, visit the school's website at discoverheritage.ca. To receive a free ebook on how you can get free from your sermon notes, or for information on my noticeably better preaching course, visit our website at rickandlindareed.com.